Hey, Jonathan. Hey. How you been? Uh, I've been good. What updates do I have? I watched two episodes of Tower of God since last week. Uh, I don't know if I'm into it. I think it's a real pretty show, especially for being uh, Tower of God is a Crunchyroll anime. Mm-hmm. Serialized webtoon. What the hell does this mean? So it's a webtoon. That's what it started so as. So it's a webtoon, like, that's not, that's like a comic, right? Because I keep seeing it's an webtoon online comic. opening credits. Yeah. And for a second, I thought that just meant, like, this is almost like mm-hmm. one of those, like, flash animation shows. That, But no, that's the comic thing. That's the no. comic source. And it's actually just animated mm-hmm. by a normal anime company. Uh, they've done, they've done a few things. Lupin the Third. Fantasy Star Online 2 animation. Yeah, Lupin the Third. Yeah, I've heard of that one. Uh, Air on Adult Swim all the time. I've only seen a few episodes, but I remember liking it. Yeah. Uh, Tower of God, I don't know how I feel about it. I hate the main character. Uh, it's one of those, he's obsessed with this girl, and like his only purpose in life is to find this girl again. And I'm just like, dog. Ugh. Simp master. Ugh. <laughs> Yeah, not my style of making it. Uh, I think the backgrounds of the show are really pretty. <laughs> In the two episodes I watched, I think the environments are nice. Uh, music. Aside from the opening, n- nothing memorable. So that's my opinion after two episodes. Unfortunately, since last week, all the One Piece nostalgia made me go back and start reading it. So I started at the time skip again, because uh-huh. that's... I think I read like an arc and a half after that happened, which was mm-hmm. I started reading at chapter 590, and I am currently on chapter 766. So within a week, I've read 200 weekly chapters of Shonen, Shonen Jumps One Piece. Help me. <laughs> no. uh, I'm really enjoying it. I think not having a way <laughs> a week to get these story arcs done is real nice. Mm-hmm. And One Piece, they can make anyone interesting. They can make your side character have an interesting backstory. Villain, he's got an interesting backstory. Everyone's at least like mildly sympathetic, which is nice for a show that's very centered around uh-huh. uh, not only its heroes, but its side characters and villains. Because a lot of the side characters only stay for one that's arc awesome. or so, because an arc is usually confined to the island that they're on. Uh, so it's real nice having mm-hmm. them fleshed out and usually tying back into like the overarching world around them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sega has broken my heart. They announced a new console. What they do. Or I guess, a, you know those re-releases where it's like the NES Mini? Yeah. Uh, they announced the Game Gear Micro. What is that? So the Game Gear was Sega's handheld back in the Genesis days. Uh, it, it had... So it did decently well. N- like nowhere near the titanic sales of the game boy but Mm -hmm. uh it's big claims of fame were a color screen and having a backlight it's impressive for that time frame yeah right uh it took (laughs) six double a batteries and drained them pretty quickly (laughs) and it was (laughs) it was a brick let me actually find mine real quick to show you the size the game boy back then was a brick (laughs) yeah so original game boy gargantuan yeah, my mom still has hers. It still works and everything. Has all all the games for it. Mm-hmm. I've got a few. I never willingly play an original Game Boy, though. So, the weirdest thing, though, was when I was in, like, maybe junior or senior year of high school, I was at the movie theater with my parents, and we found an original Game Boy game lying on the ground. Nice. <laughs> like, how in does like, that happen? In, like, the late 2000s. 2000s. Okay. Right? <laughs> It's not like I graduated in like ninety or something like that where it would have made sense. But No, the DS was in high swing then. So let uh-huh. me pull out my game gear and then let me send you a picture of the game gear micro. So this this uh-huh. behemoth is the game gear. Yeah. For reference, it's as tall as my head. Yeah. It's interesting that it's sideways like the um like the Game Boy Advance was. Yeah, I think like that. that is really nice actually. Uh this thing yeah. screen sucks. Like I haven't found I haven't found a good working one. This one used to work, but over time the screen just died, I guess. 
Mm-hmm. And here is the Game Gear Micro. What? Why is it that small? It's micro. In like but 2005, it's Nintendo like the released... size of this person's thumb. Yeah, so hang on. Let me pull out the Game Boy Micro, because in 2005 or so, uh-huh. Nintendo did the same thing for their Game Boy Advance. Uh, except it came out after the DS, so like no one bought it. It was, it was a huge misstep, I think. This is a huge misstep. Why would you do this? Game Boy Micro, real like. Is there like three buttons? There's like the... A, B, and the in the pad. I mean, that's how a normal GBA is. Oh, is it? It's been uh, a while. Except the start and select are down here, and L and R up here. Looks to... like a, yeah. It the it looks like a harmonica. <laughs> Game Boy Micro, huge flop. Did not mm-hmm. sell well. Actually, kind of expensive now. If Nintendo can't make a Game Boy sell, how is Sega going to market a Game Gear Micro in the year 2020? Uh, let alone the fact that there's maybe like three Game Gear games I think might be worth playing. Not sure. <laughs> out of all the consoles Sega could have cashed out, they've already done the Genesis last year. Between the Saturn, Dreamcast, and Game Gear, mm-hmm. Game Gear's like bottom of the list. Uh, Saturn has a weird, small, but very dedicated fan base. Mm-hmm. And the Dreamcast, uh, everyone loved Postmortem. <laughs> the only Sega I played was the Genesis. That was my childhood. It's the most important one. Mm-hmm. I could go on like a 20-minute rant about why the Saturn was a huge misstep after the Genesis, at least in no. America, but... No. No. Uh, no. So, Game Gear Micro, <laughs> ridiculous concept, but I'm weirdly interested. Maybe I will get it because I am a trash human being. Yeah, I'm gonna judge you. Look, you give me a miniature console, what more could I want? Yeah, I mean, I'm judging you for having all these consoles already, so I guess it's no different. What? You know me, I love retro yeah, collecting. If you, if you already have a Game Boy Advance, why do you get the mini version, too? Because <laughs> it's mini! What's the point of that? It's backlit. Uh, no, actually, I like the Game Boy Micro just for convenience sake. Mm-hmm. And I never carry this around. God knows I'm never going to carry a Game Gear around with me. Until mm-hmm. now. I'm like, no, you totally are. You're going to uh, randomly pull it out one day, and I'm just going to be like, why? <laughs> <laughs> it's so dumb. Like, I don't understand Sega. And that's almost the charm of them at this point in my life. <laughs> they don't understand them. They can do just the wildest stuff. And most of the time, I hate them for it. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes I love them for it. And this one is very bordering the line. More so, I hate them for it. Yeah, the only things I remember from Sega was playing Sonic, and was Pilot Wings Super Nintendo or was Pilot that Wings was Super Sega? Nintendo? Okay, then Sega uh, Sonic is the only thing I remember. Sonic and Pilot Wings were the two games my dad and I would play together. I remember. I think the Genesis was the first like video game system I ever played. It was definitely mine. I know we had all or at least most of the Sonic games. Uh Miss Pac Man. Huge one. My dad would play that with us because it had two player. <laughs> uh, there were. I remember there was a Batman game that I think Sega published that was like notably bad. Sounds about right. No quality control in Genesis, unfortunately, do not go hand in hand. <laughs> hey, Alex. Hey. How you been? Oh. <laughs> uh, I've I've been all right. Not a whole lot going on. I watched a few episodes of, of uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Is that what it's called? Yeah. How many yeah. episodes? I don't remember if it was three or four. That's what I only <laughs> remember. I can only definitively remember like the first three. So. Yeah. I like it. I like the main character, which is a change from um, Avatar. All right. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to tell you switch off from Avatar and watch Full Metal. But I want to finish Avatar because I keep seeing memes on Facebook that I vaguely understand now, but I want to actually understand. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, the memes have been wild because it returned to Netflix. Yeah, I figure that's what the spike in memes came from. Because I 
I didn't know enough uh, to recognize like character names beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, even if I can't actually remember them, I. Uh, and so I've, I've definitely noticed the uptick in memes. <laughs> They're all around Zuko as well. So that's oh, that's because Zuko's the best character. He is. He's the only one I really like. <laughs> Ugh. It's because I, you can't meme Iroh. He's just too good. Is that the uncle? Yes. Yeah, I don't like him. <laughs> Alright, finish yeah. Avatar then. I don't care. Yeah, I mean, I can watch all of them. I'm just bouncing so much because I'm watching K-dramas while I'm behind on on one K-drama. I told somebody I was going to finish or catch up on Memorial Day weekend, which was, what, like two weeks ago? I don't know why I thought that was a month ago, even though it's been night, not even two weeks. Yeah. It's like the only exciting thing that's happened in my life in the last since we recorded is that I watched a few episodes of Full Metal. I am three days away from my, my video call with the rookie group Dustin, so that's going to be exciting. It's a future. You know what you're going to say to them? Hi, and then I'm going to panic and forget everything else. Incredible. <laughs> yes. That's that's Post how that goes. that audio to Twitter? No. <laughs> that audio stays between me and them. Yeah, and um, your FBI agent. Well, I guess him too. Mark. There's Tyler. Uh, sorry, I forgot what you named him. I just so yeah. So I have um the concert, the online concert and video chat with them, and I'm gonna panic because I always panic on video chats. Um, in general, it took me a while to get used to ours. <laughs> I mean, what can we do? Yeah, but yeah, that's I think that's all I have going on on my part. Not not too much going on right now. Um, I bought my ticket to KCon. Which is called K Contact this year. It's all online because normally it's in uh, LA and New York, and they do another one. I don't know where. It's just not in the US. Why is um, it called K Contact if there's no contact? I don't know. That seems the exact opposite of what they were going for. Yeah, I don't know. I I've questioned a lot about K Con. Like I bought a ticket Might without as well actually K Contract at that point. It's kind of what it feels like. Because it's you have to, to your ticket for it is um a YouTube membership. Mm-hmm. So you know how you can like have a membership to specific channels. Yes. So it's one of those. Is that worse? Where it's like a Twitch membership where you pay them money to be subscribed? Yes. Okay. Um. So you can subscribe to the channel anyway because they have more than just that on there. But for this specific KCon like content, like all the live stuff that's coming up, you have to have the the, the membership, and it gets you access to a bunch of other stuff too. And I can't wait to see how much. Money, everything costs because so just to get the membership was only twenty bucks. So that wasn't bad for like okay. 30, 30 concerts basically. That's pretty um, good. Yeah. So I don't I don't think everybody's doing At concert what quality like one forty four p or what? What are we talking? Honestly, with the way things are going, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, <laughs> so. Early Bird is not Early Bird at all. Like it's such a misnomer at this point because Early Bird. So tickets went on sale on the first. Early Bird is through the tenth. The concert's on the twentieth. The first day. So it's like the first half of like sale time is early bird. That's not and early bird. That's um that's that's just normal first wave. Yeah. And uh <laughs> and with that you have a chance at uh like a one on one like phone call with whichever group you like pick that you wanna um try for. And and then you can give a, a wish to a group. Or I like a, or a soloist because they have some soloists too. But we don't what do you mean know make what that a means. Wish? We don't know. Nobody understands. They like, they... Is this like Make a Wish Foundation? But I don't know because, <laughs> like, I was talking to one of my group chats, and we were we were talking about it. We were like, honestly, don't know what we would wish for them because anything we would actually wish for them, KCon can't give to them. Like, you know, like happiness, success, stuff like that. We're like, what? What else are we gonna wish for them? <laughs> uh, and one of the what other benefits. What are you gonna wish for? I don't think I'm doing it until I get more details. I'm going to wish for a cute lady. For one of the idols? No, for it's me. A wish. No, it's a wish for the <laughs> idol. Oh. Yeah. I don't want that. Yeah, it's I it's want the, the wish. <laughs> no, that's not how that what works. Why am I wishing for the idol? I don't know. I bought the ticket. It's my wish. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't so, buy the ticket, but. Yeah. But that's, that's where we're really confused because there's been absolutely no details on it. It's just hmm. a wish for your idol. And it's like. I literally, like, the things I wish for them, you cannot give me. Like, they are not tangible things. That makes it even easier to fulfill on. 
No, like be, them being allowed to like date without having scandals out of it. Like how how I mean technically, so KCON's run by like Mnet, which is one of like the media like uh, entertainment media groups. They're run by who? Mnet. Okay. And I'm like, you know, they they feed into the drama, so... I Look, they're just going <laughs> to say that all the idols have been single, therefore there can be no drama. It, yeah, I mean, that's that's the story so far. As idols don't date, what are you talking about? <laughs> they're just going to monkey's paw everything. So, that's, that's where, like, none of us understand the wish thing. And then, as far as the actual, like, ticket, one of the benefits you get is some of the idols will have a camera on them for 24 hours, and I'm like, I don't want that. I That's do not weird. want that at all. I'm like, can I wish for them not to do that? Can that be my wish? Yeah, that sounds... That's just, that's weird. That's like... Yeah, it's one of those, like, day in the life of an idol things is, like, I think what they're yeah, going but for, but that's... That seems too overtly, like, voyeuristic. Right? I, it makes me so uncomfortable. I'm like... Especially, like, a lot of the groups that are going are, like, really young, too. And oh, I'm, no. So you I don't... don't see them do their math homework. <laughs> It's what behind the scenes uh, backstage stuff from the concert is. It's just them doing homework. <laughs> <laughs> That's what our stuff was in like tech theater in high school. <laughs> so I I don't know what to expect from a lot of this, and some of it's really unfortunate. So it's the twentieth through the twenty sixth, and the thing is from like nine to one p.m. So like nine a.m. to one p.m. Okay. And it's all weekdays besides the first two days. So I'm like, oh, good. So you, it's gonna be while you're working. Yeah. So the only thing I'm worried about is if I end up doing like filling out the form to potentially do like a call, that I'm gonna have to like dip out of work, <laughs> be like, bye guys, I'm gonna go call my like my favorite idol group. <laughs> Imagine having to explain that to your boss. Oh, I know what else has been going on in my life. I had my first Korean class yesterday. Hey, how'd that go? It was a lot of fun. I, I spend a lot of time making weird faces at the camera because of learning mouth shape movements for uh, different vowels. So it's, one of those, it's really funny. The teacher is really cool because she was like over exaggerating the mouth shapes too. And she's like, obviously we don't talk like this. You know, mm -hmm. we don't make these exaggerated ones. You just have to learn the, the muscle movement. And uh, I get to record myself making these faces and shapes and trying to make these sounds so that's going to be real fun that that's going to exist good luck that video's also going to be watched by your agent i mean he sees me do weird stuff anyway tyler it's fine tyler perry no <laughs> tyler perry's got better things to do hey alex what are we talking about today we're talking about sigh <laughs> everyone knows sigh they do, but I don't know if everyone knows everything about him. Uh, I can guarantee you, no. Yeah. I know he did Gentleman, and that's the only song I've heard from him. Really? I think no. he skipped one. <laughs> <laughs> At this he... point, I would be shocked if there was anyone like I regularly interact with that hasn't heard Gangnam Style at some point in their life. Right? I was actually really surprised you knew Gentleman, because I didn't learn about Gentleman until this last year when I got like actually into k-pop i don't no, I like when it came out i thought that was a pretty nice song i like it size known for having some interesting songs he's um, wild he oh, he you know is what? maybe i do know one of the scandals i'll wait to i'll wait until i'm curious oh man i'll wait okay so he hasn't had like a whole lot of actual like like scandal scandals not in the same way like the the idols we've covered in the past have yes um, wait hang on yeah you dabbed right, again. <laughs> I, no, one of my arms wasn't moving. You can't do a one-arm dab. <laughs> Tell that one to everybody arms... that that's one-armed and has dabbed. <laughs> Y'all haven't dabbed. That's rude. <laughs> that's, what, enablist? Ableist. Ableist, that's the word I was going for. <laughs> uh, Google, tell me, can a one-armed person dab? Yes. Can a one-armed person drive? Thanks, autocomplete. I'm pretty sure they can. Yes. Can they dab? <laughs> Urban Dictionary. Uh, hang on. One-handed. <laughs> yep. Excuse me. One-handed dab. When you feel the need for a sick dab, but you're playing Nintendo Wii, so you can only use one hand. <laughs> well, there you go. But it's a one-handed dab. You know what? Yeah, I was wrong. You're <laughs> correct. They can dab. Not it every one-handed dab is a dab, but every one-handed dab is a dab. 
No, I got that wrong. <laughs> you just said the same thing twice, and you said one's not a dab and one is a dab. Not every dab is a one-handed dab, but every one-handed dab is a dab. Oh my god. <laughs> wow. Anyway, Sai. Sai. <laughs> so, we're gonna start pre-music with Sai. Okay. Because... He was born at the age of six. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he's actually, he's 42 years old. He was born like, in... I knew, he's like first gen, right? Like the well, age group. So he's in the age group of like first gen. But I mean, I guess technically so he debuted in uh, in like 2001, 2002, somewhere around there. We'll get to that in a little bit. Okay. But I, 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 technically that's first gen, but he didn't make it big until second gen. 2012. Wow. I mean, even in Korea, like in Korea, it was before 2012. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, 2012 was just uh, international. So, but Sai is a, a chable, which I didn't know. Sai was oh, what, born... Oh, what's, what's that mean? A, a chable is someone who's, like, born into, like, money, right, in Korea. Like, his dad is a... Um, the executive chairman of a of DI Corporation, which they manufacture semiconductors. Is that, like, such a common thing that there's a term for it? Yes. It's it's literally, like, everyone, like, all the children of, um like, the CEOs of all the big companies in Korea. <laughs> oh, gross. And it's, like, second and third gen Chable and stuff like that. Like, the third gen Chable is, like, such a trope in, um in like, K-dramas because of, um like, they're the ones that they have, they really haven't had to work for anything. So, um, that almost feels like it just feels, I don't know, it sounds like a lazy trope. I mean, it kind of is, because it's always, they're always like a jerk, and they meet the poor girl, you know, it's, 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 they, they fall for the poor girl anyway, they're and the whole the family own. hates them, and then they turn from being the, the, you know, the, the jerky bad boy into being a nice guy, and, and you know, stuff like that. They're the Gaston. <laughs> yeah, but with a good ending. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that was, that really surprised me when I was reading up on, on some of Sai's background, um, that he came from so much money. <laughs> and then his mom owns a bunch of restaurants in Gangnam. And he was actually born in Gangnam, so in Seoul. So he is... He is Gangnam. <laughs> he is the Gangnam style. Yeah. Which, the, if you've ever actually, like, read up on the, like, translation of the lyrics, it's it's definitely, like, a big, like, haha, look at all these people hanging out in Gangnam type thing. Like, it's, it's a commentary piece, really. Um. <laughs> I don't actually think I've ever looked up the lyrics. Do you know the Vlogbrothers? Like, uh, no. So they're YouTubers, and um, John Green was the one who wrote, like, The Fault in Our Stars, and he's wrote a ton of books, whatever, and Hank's actually written a few, too. But Hank um, also has a band, and he translated Gangnam Style into English and turned it into a song. Does so it I sound have, good? Yeah, it's, it's, I don't know that it's quite the literal translation. I, I feel like it lost some of its, like, nuances of, uh, of the commentary. Yeah, I mean, you do to make it sound good, but I, I like mm-hmm. it. I listen to it occasionally. I mean, I listen to normal Gangnam Style occasionally, too. <laughs> it's 2012 all on my right, phone so, all over again. So, Psy. Yeah. Where does he begin? So, that was, that was pretty much it for early life, that all that mattered. So, but before he started his music career, he was supposed to take over for his dad's company. Until so he, he went met to a the... poor girl and became a good person, right? No, no, no. She comes later. <laughs> oh, okay. No, so what actually happened is he went to the America from, from Korea and went to Boston College to go get a degree in business administration. Oh, um, okay. Right? Yeah, and I, I don't think he made it a full semester before he dropped out. Um, oh. <laughs> he uh, he lost interest. He spent all of his remaining tuition on, like, musical equipment, and he um, uh, went to Berkeley College of Music instead. <laughs> I okay. I can't imagine his parents being thrilled with. Um <laughs> And, uh, and look where he is now. Well, he only made it a semester before he dropped out and went back to Korea. Oh, my God. <laughs> so he decided that he was going to go become a musician in Korea, like a, a singer in Korea, without having a degree in music, which is totally normal here. Um, mm-hmm. I don't... A lot of idols end up going and getting degrees anyway. I don't think all of them do, but a lot of them do in, in like, music or business or something on the side, too. So it wouldn't have surprised me if he got his degree in... in like music stuff and then went over but apparently it's not what he did no he um, just dropped out and just jumped straight in yeah well so that was all in like 1996 and so he goes back and he makes his first tv appearance in korea in 2000 um okay i don't know exactly what he does it's just um a tv producer liked his dancing so that's why he went on tv okay but his first album doesn't come out until 2001 and it's uh called sigh from the psycho world i love it I do too, but you know what I love even more? Huh. He was fined by the Korean government because his album was deemed inappropriate. 
What? How? <laughs> I don't know. Did you get fined by the government just for having, what, explicit lyrics? Or was it just, like, politically incorrect for I, Korea? I don't... It just says inappropriate content. Um, okay. I, especially, so, I, I'd i say they're a little looser on stuff like this now, but definitely in, like, 2001, it was, you know, they were a lot more strict on stuff like that. If you um, release a CD here and you don't slap the explicit parent advisory, does the FCC <laughs> come and, like, track you down? I mean, it's got to go through them first, so you, I don't think you can get around that. It would be, like, not putting ratings out for, like, movies, you know? I mean, some video games have had to have their ESRB ratings uh, revised after release. Is that from content that's that not the maybe didn't... though, but yeah. that's from the... Same concept, ES... yeah. Yeah, uh, that is because, like, sometimes they didn't include everything. I want to say... Yeah. Let me look up... A notable example was Elder Scrolls IV Oblivion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it got changed from teen to mature because there were the game. There were some scenes in some locations in the game that were a lot more like bloodier and gorier than the T rating really allows. That's fair. And they just so the ESRB doesn't play through games. They're usually sent like snippets of mm-hmm. what's considered like general what this game's about, and then like specifics about the most the most graphic or like suggestive things that might need to that they need to know about to provide the proper rating mm-hmm. so with this album from Psy, he gets the nickname the bizarre singer the bizarre singer yes and it's because Whoa. of his blunt lyrics his peculiar dance moves and his unconventional appearance it's because Weird Al was already taken, wasn't it? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so that was his first album. Second album, Sa 2, comes out in 2002. Sa 2 okay. or Sa 2? Sa. Sa, S-A. Sa 2. Okay. And um, it comes out in 2002, right? And then civil groups complain about it because it could potentially have negative influence on children and teenagers. And uh, I guess they complained so loudly that it actually got banned from being sold to anyone under 19. Whoa, what? what? Which, like, any specifics? No. <laughs> There's a lot here, that's why I didn't go into too much detail okay. on some of this. Yeah, because it... It's like where everyone probably thought, like, Weird Al was a creep, and then it turns out he's one of the few singers that isn't a creep. Yeah, it's it's kind of what I feel about Psy. Um, <laughs> so, just as a, a, a side note, 19 is the age of majority, so it's the age of adulthood in Korea, where 18 is here. So that's why 19. It's specifically is that 19 in korean years no it's actually 19 in international years we looked it up today okay um because uh, the the kcon thing to do any of that it's um based on 20 you have to be at least 20 to do any of the kcon stuff yes and um so we were trying to figure out where that came from so i was like is that adulthood and then it was like nope 19 is and it's international age not korean age 19 um okay yeah so that came out i guess early 2002 and his um Third album, Three Psy, came out in September of 2002. Three Psy? Yes. <laughs> Can't believe you didn't call it Tri Psy. I don't think Tri works in Korean. My no. point stands. Yeah, because Three Hanado set, it's set. It would be set Psy. Um, <laughs> yeah. The title song from the album was called Champion. Okay. And that was actually used during the World Cup when it was in South Korea in 2002. That's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, and that was where he finally started getting awards. So he got a songwriting award from the Seoul Music Awards. Um, and that was his big breakthrough in, into the Korean music industry. He, he finally made a song that didn't get banned. Yeah, <laughs> there's, there's nothing banned about that album, surprisingly. So 2003, Sai gets conscripted into the, uh, the Korean military as part of his mandatory military service. Okay. He's excused from his actual duty, though, because he works for his dad's software development company, and that's one of the cases where you don't have to... Um, you, um, the government grants exemptions if you have technical expertise in something that serves the national interest. Makes sense. Okay. Um, when we had our you know, our mandatory like drafting stuff, we that was one of our things, too. Um, yeah. So I, I think technically he was still in the military, but he just wasn't like full-time like army stuff is kind of what I understood out of that. Like, he could do other stuff, too. Um, like, I think he was still working as part of his dad's company, at least mm-hmm. on paper. <laughs> um, so we'll come back to that. 
Oh, that's but, so so he, who does who has no experience in software? So Maybe he does. I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah, I don't he know if he was actually still. For it. Well, it was he was working for the company, but I don't know if he was actually working on that side of it for it. Because when he was going to college, he was going for business administration. Like he was going to take over as as like running the company, not yeah, doing. Then he quit. Yeah, with the he, with going into the military. 2003, he came back out in 2005. Out, he was released. Um, 2006, he releases his uh, fourth album, which starts Poor winning. Sai. It was a Sajip. 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 Does that mean anything? I don't know. Okay. It doesn't say. It doesn't say if it means anything. I don't recognize it. And it won honors at the 2006 SBS Music Awards and the Mnet Asian Music Awards, um, which is kind of a big deal. Those are like the end of the year awards ceremonies they have. So winning awards there is pretty cool. It's pretty solid. Okay, so that... He's starting to make it bigger. Yeah. So, but then we have our first sort of scandal. Here we go. Yeah. So, which I guess you could say his CD is being banned. Um, probably a scandal, but I find it more amusing. Um, it's not like they told him he couldn't make music anymore and just stop selling to children, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. So 2007, state prosecutors come in and they say Sai neglected his work, I guess, working for his dad. Um, okay. And was holding concerts and doing appearances on television instead. <laughs> like, is this during his military time? Or? Yes. <laughs> Which is a no-no. Like, getting... Yeah, if you're gonna... <laughs> Not go full time in the army to work at your dad's company, and then you're like on TV doing music. Like that'd be like saying to my boss, "Hey, I'm gonna miss work. I'm feeling sick." And then like they see me on someone's live stream at uh, a local theme park or something. Yeah, same thing, right? They uh, they have to go to court over it, and so it has to be redrafted. Oh, so he has to go do two actual years in the military where he's a private in the in the infantry in the army. Man, imagine like. You have a way to not fully serve, and you mess up. Yeah, especially up. Um, Koreans like think very highly of their service too. Like trying to like dodge it or whatever is very very bad. Yeah, um, like you mess up, and then now you have to start from the beginning. Like yeah, it's like now it's only eighteen months, so now it's a year and a half. Back, it was still a full two years. Mm-hmm. So that change came recently, right? The eighteen months. Yeah, that was last year. But yeah, so. He had to go back in, so we we didn't have anything for another two years. So so then, side is his actual military since he couldn't you know deal with his own stuff. So that's what two thousand six to eight or seven, uh, seven to, nine. to nine. Seven to nine, and he came he came back from the military in two thousand nine or in July two thousand nine. Yes. Don't know this, but he had some financial difficulties after that. So up until this point, he had actually been releasing all his albums on his own. He wasn't part of a label or anything. Oh, that's kind of impressive, actually. Mm-hmm. Especially to get such recognition that he got. Yeah, uh, I would say that I assume that comes from uh, being... connections. Yeah, being born into a pretty wealthy family. Um, being the Cheerio. So we're going to backtrack just a smidge real quick. He, was, he got married in 2006. Okay. They dated for three and a half years. Uh, she is a celloist. Also, okay. Um, Does she match the uh, the trope? I don't think so. Um, <laughs> this, it's, outside of being born rich, he kind of veers out of the stereotype after that. So his so going back to 2010. So size married, he has done his military service twice and okay. no longer can afford to do music on his own. Um, I'm assuming his parents probably cut him off. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's my guess. His wife. Encourages him to join YG. Join YG? Yes. Okay. So, our, How well does that go? Well, uh, he stayed there for eight years. The founder of YG, Yang Hunsuk, was a friend of Sai's already. So um, the connection was already there. Yes. Um, so so Sai joins YG and releases his fifth album called Sai 5. I love it. Yeah, I know. I'm his- almost disappointed Sai 4... Wasn't called Foresight. <laughs> you can take it up with Sai. Again, the lead single off of the album is called Right Now, banned from everyone under 19. Why? <laughs> Obscene lyrics, including Life is Like Toxic Alcohol. <laughs> he ain't wrong. I mean, <laughs> they hated him for he spoke the truth. Even though the song was banned, he actually won awards um, at the Melon Music Awards and at Mama for the song in the album. 
Um, Did Harry Potter ever win any awards? Because I know those books are banned in a lot of uh probably in a lot of spheres. I wouldn't be surprised. I bet they won a lot of awards. So that took him through 2011. In 2012, he got to go to Japan with my boys Big Bang. Um, okay. And and girl group 21 debuted like shortly after Big Bang did from YG, and they uh, did a YG did what they call a YG family concert in Japan. Mm-hmm. So it was a, a bunch of their different groups go together and perform. That's why it was Big Bang 21. It's I for this. Um, and this is January 2012, and uh, <laughs> this was his first time making a appearance making a what appearance a foreign appearance okay and his way of introducing himself to the japanese fans was he held up a sign that says i'm a famous singer well known for driving the audience wild in korea but here today i'm just a chubby little newcomer (laughs) if that's not the most relatable thing in the world i love him so much and apparently the crowd loved it so i mean can you blame him that's incredible yeah and then july 2012 Sixth album, size six. Ends. Well, that too. But size six uh, comes out, which is Gangnam Style. Hey. Yeah. And of course, sexy lady. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> that wasn't I, intentional, but I saw my setup and I took it. I want to be mad, but I can't. Good. Yeah. Um, of course, everyone knows. Gundam Style kind of took over the whole world for a few months. Um, I don't think does. anyone could have predicted that, and I think that's the beauty of it all. Right? Like, it was amazing. It's such such a catchy f- song. Um, like, I think I, I distinctly remember reading an AMA around that time where someone asked him, like, did you expect to take over the world with that song? And I think he, Sai responded, no, just Korea. <laughs> that sounds like him. Uh, his AMA is actually still up on Reddit because I've gone through it, and it is hysterical. So that was kind of his introduction to the rest of the world, I would say, because, you know... I can't was... believe everyone got temporarily addicted to K-pop. Right? Um, because this is, this is definitely the first like K-pop breakthrough into um, the Western world. Um, because groups that ha- had been pretty popular by then already, like I know um, Big Bang had done tours, and there's some from first gen that in the first gen time period had had pretty good success, but it wasn't like talked about it on TV type of thing. Knew yeah. It. Yeah. It was the people that went out and looked for it. You know, there was a significant amount of them. It was, it was pretty good, but it wasn't, I've heard marching bands do Gangnam style. Yeah, I have too. Um, you don't get to that level, especially being a foreign song. No. I wonder if there's a marching band Despacito. Probably. <laughs> that sounds horrific. So with all of his success, Sai gets signed to um, Scooter Braun's label. Um, Scooter Braun is a is a U.S. producer. Is that his legal name? Uh, it's Scott Samuel Scooter Braun. Oh, okay. Um, so that's just his like hyphenated last name. Well, Scooter's in quotes. It's a nickname. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> but this was probably one of the first times that a Korean artist was signed like this to. Um, to a U.S. record label. Rain might have been signed before him if Rain did. I'm not sure. Rain's also first, second gen, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. Oh, hang on. I guess by this point, maybe I didn't know the right scandal. Uh, so around the time Gong Style heard out, came out, I had heard like one of his old songs was heavily critical of the U.S. military. So it wasn't a song? Here. It wasn't it was a, a song. Album. No, it's a concert. Oh, my God. Yeah. So what happened was 2002... Sai participated in an anti-American concert. Okay. And this concert came about after a U.S. military convoy accidentally killed two 14-year-old South Korean girls. Yes. Uh, So all of that happened in 2002. Um, At the concert, he actually had a miniature model of an American tank and smashed it against the stage. Whoa. Um, Yeah. And he had a few other things. Like he he um he's spoken out in like two thousand four about like some some other stuff that had happened. He sang a song called "Dear America" by the South Korean rock band Next, um which crit- which criticizes uh the U.S. military actions in Iraq. For the listeners, we're not actually going to repeat the lyrics on here because they are super graphic. Um, I'm in shock still. <laughs> yeah, they're they're in the realm of triggering because they're pretty violent. Uh, I think I'm shocked at how like. How just upfront it was. Yeah, well, 
So the Washington Post came out and they were like, I don't know about these lyrics. And so they went to a bunch of Korean and English native speakers and some other translators and stuff like that to to kind of get a better translation. They're saying that the lyrics weren't quite as graphic on what they were saying to do and that it was more of using a racial slur against Americans. That's um, still not great. It's not great, but it's also not as violent as the initial translation. So they're... Mm-hmm. It wasn't as bad, but either way, um, Psy apparently sang that song in 2004. Okay, um, yeah, because that's... I remember hearing about that. Yeah, so obviously, like... And not actually, like, looking that hard into it. I just knew this was a thing, and I figured if it was, like, career-ruining, uh, it would have ruined his career by now. Well, so that was the thing. All this happened in 2002 and 2004, right? Yes. At the time, America didn't know who Psy was. America didn't care about Korea, right? It all came out when he got popular in, in um, 12th, though. Because uh, people, you know, you know how it is. You get popular, people dig. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in December of 2012, Sai issued an apology towards the U.S. military and the American people for his inflammatory and inappropriate language, and he hoped that America would accept his apology. And clearly we did, because m- most people didn't pay. Cancel culture isn't what it is now. Um, yeah, say 2012, such a world away. It really was. There was there was actually a pretty decent public outrage at the time, I would say, because uh, President Obama had uh, his like annual Christmas uh, charity event, mm-hmm. and um, Psy performed at the can- concert part of it. And um, there was initially like a petition to get him to be dropped from the concert, but he was not. So I was gonna jokingly say, um, when you said America, I guess accepted his apology. I was gonna jokingly say, Mr. Obama himself personally was given the apology and he accepted it but uh close enough you know know what i I regret not saying it ahead of time now yep so after gangnam style came gentleman Uh uh-huh was that just a single or yes so it actually leaked a day before it was supposed to be released and um they premiered the music video at his concert that's how they 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 live streamed it on youtube That's pretty neat. Yeah, 2013. I I didn't think we were doing that kind of live streaming. I, I don't I've either. I've been watching E3 streams since like 2010. Yeah, God I've... knows some of those have been straight up awful. <laughs> so at that concert, he had guest performers including 21, which was with him at the Japan tour, and yes. G Dragon of Big Bang. Never heard of him. Of course you have because I don't <laughs> shut up about him. Oh, <laughs> I'm not even gonna hide that one. G Dragon old bias for anyone who hasn't figured that out yet. I don't know that I talk about it too much on here. I think we edit a lot of that out. <laughs> so he spent a lot of time, uh, I guess, doing appearances in the U.S. with gentlemen because he went on live with Kelly Michael and taught them how to do the gentleman dance. He also I don't performed know the gentleman dance. I just know the Gangnam style. He performed the song on American Idol, on Dancing with the Stars, at an Italian soccer game, on Britain's Got Talent. Um, at some award shows, like he performed the song everywhere. Which he was really nervous about his song after Gangnam Style because of how big Gangnam Style got. He was like, I "How mean, do you, yeah. how do you make do you anything? Follow, yeah, how do you follow up?" Yeah, he said at one point that he was living a dream and a nightmare at the same time because of that. You know, he was excited about the fame, but at the same time, it was like, "Well, That's now what?" Poetic. <laughs> That's Tragically I, beautiful. I guess. Yep. So in December of 2014, the video for Gangnam Style had so many views that they broke the um the integer for um the view counter, and his view okay. actually went to negative numbers. Oh, retracted cancel <laughs> culture at its finest. Because at the at the time it was a 32 bit integer, so it was like 2.1 billion views ish. Mm. Um, there's. Gangnam Style was the first video to hit a billion views, right? Yes. Because I remember uh, at the time it was like a fierce competition between Justin Bieber's Baby and um, Gangnam Style. Yep, and he and blew course, right past Baby. Internet being the internet in 2012 where hating on Justin Bieber was the uh, the single easiest thing you could do. I mean, Baby was a really annoying song. Yeah, but... <laughs> like, I could just hear it in my head. It's like a record scratching. Like, ugh. <laughs> I just think um, there's there's easy targets, and then there's that. So apparently if you hovered uh, your mouse over the counter, there was um, some sort of Easter egg from uh, Gangnam Style at that point. And the negative thing, I think, was... It's there, right? It, no. Um, oh, and tragic. Then I think that being negative was also part of the Easter egg, um, because 
the YouTube representative said it was a joke, and they'd actually fixed the integer to be a, instead of a 32-bit, it was a 64-bit. So the view, ca- like the view cap, currently is um what really qu- nine quintillion. <laughs> okay. So yeah, so it goes up significantly now. They had already fixed that once I guess the numbers started getting close to where their cap was. So the whole negative thing was a was a joke from YouTube. <laughs> uh, so I'm almost surprised that on a website that does views only in the positive numbers, they would even bother doing them. If they're going to do a 32-bit integer, why would there be negatives in there in the first place? Yeah. Probably for, like, debugging or just to make life mm-hmm. easier if something goes horribly wrong. But that's pretty neat. So then in 2015, he comes out with some more songs. Um, One is called Father and another is called Daddy. Oh, no. <laughs> Are they the same song, but one's just way more suggestive? I have no idea. I'm scared to listen to them. And uh, <laughs> Daddy and... Uh, Nepal Baji um, came out on his seventh album, which was titled Chiljip Saida. So I, don't... I hope there's a I hope there's a seven in somewhere in that translation. I I don't know I don't know I what no it idea. is. I think keeping numbered releases, but like changing it up to make the titles at least more interesting is kind of neat. Yeah. So Daddy actually had CL on it. That's interesting. I'll have to give that one a listen because CL is one of the girls. 21. Is she the one I listened to with G-Dragon that one time? Yes. Oh, finally, I remembered. Yes, it was her and Teddy, and Teddy also wrote the lyrics to Daddy, or helped write, who's listed on there. Also on this album, looking at the track list right now, there's a song called I Remember You, and it features Zion T, which is another artist, Korea, and Tableau helped write the lyrics to that song. Hey, I've heard of that guy. I've seen him yeah, on Yeah, this calendar. might have been I would say that since I see Tableau's name on this album, I would assume this is also the era in which Epic High was also part of G, because they had their stint with YG as well. Mm-hmm. The song Daddy was in part of Just Dance 2017, the video game. It's pretty neat, actually. Mm-hmm. And so that was in 2015. 2017, Cyra releases his eighth studio album called Four Times Two Equals Eight. Uh, yeah, good to know uh, that college education the... went to good use. <laughs> Right? His whole, like, half semesters. I mean, look. On it. Half times two equals one semester. Yes. <laughs> I had to think about that. Uh, <laughs> Alex, you have a master's. I, I do. <laughs> in in a science, so I should know my math. Um. <laughs> look, I'm just saying, during probably every test in college, I would just use my calculator and make sure I could do basic arithmetic right. Right? Like, I would get so nervous. I'm like, two times one, what is that? Be like, two. Seven times five? Is that right? Is it 35 or is it 42? Or is it 20? (laughs) Or is it 32? (laughs) Struggle. No, nothing feels worse than being in, like, advanced math and losing points just because you did, like, algebra wrong. Right? It was so frustrating. It's like, no, I know how to do this. I just wrote it wrong. Mm. <laughs> but looking at the track list for this album, the first thing I notice is there's one song on here called Bomb. And Bomb. it features Bomb. Yeah, it features B.I. and Bobby, both of Icon at the time. Of course, I, B.I. has since left. But the lyrics were written by JYP. Um, so, But the song features B.I. and Bobby. And it was the lyrics were written by JYP, which I like how it's written here. It's JY Park, and then in quotes, the Asian soul. whoa is that like his title i guess or did someone just edit is that wikipedia yeah it's wikipedia (laughs) um like that was that was his name his one of his stage names but i just think it's really funny and so he intense stage name yeah i mean it's it's jyp what do you expect (laughs) fair the the credits for this album are actually pretty solid i kind of want to go listen to it because he has a song with g dragon and he's got a song with taeyang Young, excuse me. Tableau also featured on a song here. Uh, B.I. helped write lyrics for three of the songs. <laughs> Zico helped write lyrics for a song, and I, I love Zico. Zico's one of my favorites. Yeah, apparently no one cares what label they work for if you're going to work with <laughs> B.I. Because Zico at the time would have been KQ Entertainment. Oh, never um, heard of him. Yeah. Black Bean's still around, but Zico left the, the company. Um, Did you say his name was Black Bean? Block B was the name of the, oh. is the name of the, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. 
I'm kind of really disappointed now. <laughs> so since so, recent times, has he had any big scandals? Well, first, May 2008, YG. Eight years and he's done. May to what? 2018. Oh, he's done with YG? Yep. January 2019, Psy started his own label. He found his oh, own company okay. called P Nation. That's not great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that was on the 25th of January. On the 27th, he goes, so I also just signed Huna and um, Dawn. So those were already established idols. Huna is a girl. Dawn is a guy. Um, okay. They were both under Cube Entertainment beforehand. Huna was um, a soloist. I think she was in a group at one point. Let me look real quick. Have we talked about Cube? No. Okay, good. Um, but she was in a girl group before, but she was, at this point she was a soloist. And Dawn was part of Pentagon, which is a, a boy uh, and They have they five have, members? I don't remember. Hold on. No, they have three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. With with Dawn was ten. So a deck Dawn. <laughs> yeah, but Pentagon sounds better. Yeah. <laughs> they openly came out and said they were dating and there was a big scandal on that that we could spend a lot of time on that I don't want to get too into right now and uh, in the end Cube basically kicked them out of the company for dating so now they are allowed to date yeah. with Psy yes <laughs> they date with Psy <laughs> um, <laughs> they go on a double dates but it's just those two oh on one gosh. side of the table and Psy on the other yeah so it's it's been really interesting to follow that because um they uh they released singles on the same day. Um, How can they release singles? Like single They're songs. Together. But they they don't promote together. They're, They're soloists. Together. They're dating, but they're soloists. They can't be singles if they're taken. <sighs> You're giving me a headache again. <laughs> not enough Advil in the world to deal with me. No, there's not. <laughs> <laughs> so he signed them. And since then, he has also signed Jesse and Crush, who are also well-known um, artists in the industry already. So as of right now, he hasn't signed anybody new. It's all been established people. Mm -hmm. um, and it's kind of fun to watch. Every time somebody has like a scandal with a company or something, they're all like, can you please go rescue them? So, so. has anyone released like big stuff under size label? Uh, I don't know that anyone's dropped a full album yet, but they've, uh, they've done like concerts and stuff, I think. And they've uh, they've released a few singles like Huna and um, Dawn have released singles. Uh, Crush kind of I think they have a lot of freedom to do whatever they really want because Crush released an album in 2019. So I guess that I don't know if that was before or after uh, he joined um, P Nation though. Um, yeah, it was after he joined P Nation. So Crush has released an album. Yeah, Dawn only re has released his uh, his single, and Huna only released a single. And has been featured. And then Jessie, I don't know. She released a single this year in a collaboration. And she was featured along with Ted Park. Sai, uh, I know, had concerts last year. I would love to go to one of his concerts because they look amazing. Um, but he hasn't released an album since the, the four times two equals eight. <laughs> Next album, P3 Squared. God, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> You heard it here first, folks. If that happens, I will eat a hat live on stream. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so more recent size scandals. Not to go into too much detail, but basically the whole reason this podcast exists, right, is because of the Sun scandal and everything from last year because I spent a year not shutting up about K-pop because of it, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, hey, you agreed to do the podcast, so, you know, that's on you. Um, You're right. You <laughs> proposed it, and to everyone's surprise, I was just like, yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah, I was expecting a pretty flat no. <laughs> but well, Where we are now. So what does that have to do, that scandal, bring Sun and all that have to do with Psy? Big question here, right? Um, um <laughs> everyone's connected to Psy. Hang on. Gangnam style. No. I mean, Burning Sun was in Gangnam but no. Hey, close enough. <laughs> I'll take um, my victory. No, it has to do with YG. Oh, shocking. Because they're friends, you know? <laughs> uh, so back in... I don't remember when it was. I don't see a date. So last year, YG was accused of all kinds of things, like prostitution and other things. 
it was all it was a very very big scandal last year. It's technically some of it is still ongoing, and the founder of YG, Yang Hunsuk, got dragged into it, of course. And it goes back to a dinner party in July 2014, where YG and Sai both attended. Sai was invited by YG to this dinner. And apparently there were some illegal activities that took place during the dinner. Notably, there was also a businessman called Joe Lowe, J-H-O, Joe, J-Lo. I guess. Yeah. Um, so he's a Malaysian <laughs> businessman. He's back. Yeah, I'm just going to ignore you. Uh, <laughs> but this, this businessman was there. This guy is a fugitive who's wanted in Malaysia, Singapore, and the U.S. Whoa. Yeah. How do you um, even get around like that? I, I have no idea. Uh, I'd make a bad fugitive. <laughs> that's you sit somewhere that won't extradite you, and you just never move. That's your only hope. Just you, live in a cave. They'll never find me. No, they'll find you. So all of this came out last year when all of the scandals started to come out, and Sai was interrogated nine hours by the police um, Jeez, because of that. All right. Yeah. So did uh, Sai do anything bad? No, he says he had no idea what was going on. Um, he didn't know anything that happened. They went to the dinner and then they left. And he said he thought he was invited just so uh, young uh, Hunsuk. Um, YG. Yeah, YG invited him literally just to be like, look, I have this popular musician, you know, like to just kind of show him off because it was 2014. Mm-hmm. So it was definitely, you know, like peak for uh, Sai, like globally. Yes. I guess, I mean, on the downswing of that, but everybody still knew who Sai was by He then. was recognizable. Yeah. So, it's, like, he's not involved in it, but it was definitely, like, I remember when he got dragged into it and he was being interviewed, and everyone was like, are you kidding me? Like, Sai, really? Because everyone just loves Sai. Um, mm-hmm. And the other scandal, um, it's not so much of a scandal either, it's more of he won't comment on anything. So, when COVID-19 first broke out in Korea... There was that one church that would not stop meeting in close quarters, oh, right. and it was apparently his father-in-law has connections to that church. Okay. And so people were trying to get him to comment on it because of that, and uh, yeah, so his I guess he got divorced and remarried because he, this says he married his current wife in 2016. Um, so is it the father-in-law of his current wife or his ex-wife? Yes, his current wife founded a religion in 1966 uh, when he was 18 the father-in-law <laughs> yes okay <laughs> yeah i don't i don't That's understand how people do that right well the current founder the of wrong career path yeah the current fa- uh, the current like founder of the the problematic church in uh, korea was one of like the members of that original church and you see okay. where he pulled some from that church like there's certain so things they like split. sort of, but I think all the followers went to the the new church. Okay. Um, yeah, and so because of those ties, people are trying to you know stir up problems with um Psy. Mm-hmm. Another scandal I forgot about. So in 2001, Psy went to jail for 25 days. Oh, okay. Why? Smoking pot. <laughs> oh, Korea. Yep. I'm surprised. Dang, it was... 25 day, day sounds pretty uh. Low, yeah. I'm wondering if that's because of family connections. <laughs> Obviously, nothing confirmed. But what was unfortunate about that is his uh, grandfather died while he was um, in jail. That's tragic. It's and heartbreaking. He was very close to his grandfather, and so it's he says it's one of his uh, things he'll regret for the rest of his life because he couldn't be there for him on his deathbed. Mm-hmm. He also got fined for that um, for missing his no, grandfather's for, death. No, for a uh, smoking pot. Oh, okay. The jail time and, and a fine. But that's that's pretty much Sai. He posts a lot on Instagram, and it's always really funny. He is the face of K-pop if you went to anyone in 2012. Yeah. It was my second shot at getting into K-pop, and I just... I don't know why I didn't look into it more. But 2007, I think, was the first time I heard like an actual K-pop song. I know last week's episode we talked about, like, these are artists we probably heard from anime but those weren't actual K-pop songs. Yeah, look what last oh. week's episode has done to me. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, but <laughs> I've become anime trash again. I just don't have the attention span for anime, I think. I don't know what my problem is. I can sit down and binge a, a K-drama in like a, a day, but man, I'm like I'm two episodes and I'm watch. done. <laughs> uh, there's no way I'm going to watch One Piece. The pacing is 
notoriously bad because it comes out on a weekly basis. Oh. That, like, being able to read it, mm-hmm. godsend. <laughs> also, Sai Gangnam Style currently has 3.6 billion views. Honestly, I was expecting it to be more. Yeah, I think it's still ranked as the 7th most viewed um, video on YouTube. Alright, thanks for listening. Hope you guys like Sai too, because he's great. Follow us Follow on... Follow us on social media. Instagram and Twitter at HowYouBeen. Gmail at HowYouBeen at gmail.com. <laughs> See you next week. Bye! Adios.